ladies and gentlemen, your brother, the voice of reason has returned. I hope your weekend was wonderful. Mine was cool. I had a good time. Boy, but these topics, Jay, they they on my brain all the time. I, they just be calling me. These topics just keep calling me. My, my thoughts. I can't, oh, I can't have a spare moment without a topic popping into my head. So let's just get right to it. We've got a great one tonight. I've done some research on it. And I felt like this is something that needs to be addressed immediately. We have an influx because of the advent of social media. We have an influx of, I would say, perverted and warped and twisted. Can I say bastardized? <laughs> right? New terms. They're bastardized because they're taken from older terms that had a deeper significance and now they're being warped and turned into something else and social media plays a a, a really strong role in taking like like for instance you hear me talk about this often when like the yoga over here is not the same as the yoga in a cave in in the Tibetan mountains. It's a different kind of yoga. Just like Del Taco, no disrespect to Del Taco or Taco Bell, that's not authentic Mexican food, though. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's a watering down, in my opinion, of spiritual principles that are being applied to a toxic, materialistic uh world view we live in america man relationships are transactional uh people are toxic and and when i say people are toxic please don't make the misnomer or the mistake that i'm excluding myself we're all works in progress but when i delved into this new topic the soft life I was I was taken aback because yet again let's have you know an easy life. Now, according to Urban Dictionary, the soft life is a life of ease without requiring hard work, sacrifice, and or unpleasantness. It is important to understand that this social movement is less about wealth and more about for, uh, fair access uh, to standardize to a standardized quali uh, good quality of life, good quality of living. How can you have a good quality of life if you haven't worked for it? Both externally and internally. See, again, they done del tacoed spiritual principles and made it about I saw one woman say I'm too fine to struggle I'm too fine to struggle it is I need the soft life that 
I heard a woman say I'm too fine to struggle. And let me ask you this. If a man provides the societal standard of a good life, does that mean you give submission? That means if he give if he pay for everything and take care of you, support you, got your back, you don't have to worry about nothing. Do you give him the soft life in the form of submission? Does the soft life include submission? I I don't know. I want to know, true or false, what is the importance of struggle? Now, the definition of soft life is a life of ease without requiring hard work, sacrifice, and or unpleasantness. Oh, goodness. True or false, the soft life, as sold on social media, is a life free of problems and a life where... One is traveling all over the world, always on vacation, eating the best food, uh, eating in the most expensive restaurants and shopping for all eternity. A lot of people believe that they're supposed to have what they want, get what they want when they want it. Does the soft life call for women to be submissive in healthy relationships if provided for? Is the soft life... And the simple life, synonymous. What's the difference between the soft life and the simple life? Well, let's go even deeper. You running towards a soft life. But I'm going to ask you a question that is, that is key. Is suffering necessary in life? Does suffering have a role in life that aligns with your purpose? I'm interested to know 1-800-920-1580 because a lot of people out here playing games, reindeer games. When I come forward, the voice of reason is going to go deeper into this most riveting subject. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. The voice of reason has come full circle. After coming forward, we turned up tonight. Let me just explain to you. My playlist is my co-host. And my co-host is my playlist. Listen, tonight is Mary J versus Faith. Faith struck with the first salvo. Soon as I get home. Great record. I think that was 91, 92. Great album. Maybe even 94 potentially I, I don't remember but it was a great album uh you know the wife of biggie smalls finally got her chance to come out after being a, a writer and a background singer for many years and when she dropped that uh, that faith album uh it was amazing and again a lot of people don't know she was a background singer for mary for many years for many records so i thought tonight is apropos you know, was apropos to uh, have a mini verses between Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige. Who you got tonight? But let's get back to the topic. The topic here, man. Lord have mercy. The soft life. I asked the question, is suffering necessary in life? Does suffering aid in the discovery of our purpose? 
We got people out here talking about they want to live a, a, a soft life. And for those who didn't hear the definition in the beginning, a soft life, according to Urban Dictionary, the soft life is a life of ease without requiring any hard work, sacrifice, and or unpleasantness. Now, like I said before, a sister, I, I, I've been studying this thing for a minute, and a sister I saw uh, in an article written, the sister basically, she said, I'm too cute to struggle. I was always taught what don't kill you makes you stronger. So adversity in life actually sweetens life, actually enriches life. Now, we got a whole movement of folk out here who don't want any struggle. Now they're teaching. This is what I'm saying. A lot of this stuff leads to uh, what, what I would say is negative relationship beliefs. Because now the question becomes, and I've seen the research, you should put yourself first in order to live a soft life. See, in this society, in this culture, everybody's selfish. Everybody wants something. Now, mind you. Yes, there are the rare ones out there who have a real good relationship, who have an honest and loving and, and nurturing relationship. Absolutely. I'm not saying there are absolutes in the sense that, come on, uh, uh, you know, there aren't any good relationships. I am not saying that. What I am saying, there's more troubled relationships than there are really really good and healthy relationships. that's all i'm saying and i think it's people are to me this is a a, a a way to escape to say you know what i i just want the soft life i don't want no troubles i don't want no drama you're gonna have drama relationships are spiritually designed to uncover what you don't want to deal with that's just the bottom line and until we get comfortable accepting that fact, tell me I'm wrong. Show me a relationship you've ever been in and it was 100 to 100 cool all the way through until it was over or until somebody died. Just tell me. See, for the most part, you attract the work you have to do. And now everybody, now, 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 now it's fashionable to say it. Zoe been saying this for 20 years. Now everybody want to say, oh yeah, you, 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 relationship is a mirror. I've been saying it for 20 years. I'm telling you, suffering is necessary. You can disagree. Call me, 1-800-920-158. You can disagree. I'm saying suffering is necessary for the development of your purpose. You, you don't have to agree. I'm not here trying to be a rightaholic. I'm saying this is how I see it. You may see it totally different. But the Buddha talked about suffering. He called it dukkha. And he said suffering is related to attachment. You show me somebody in an intimate relationship that isn't attached. Huh? The Buddha said that 5,000 years ago. <laughs> okay, now clinicians and psychologists and all these other people, they 
get taught about Bowlby, right? John Bowlby's work, attachment theory. Okay, secure attachment, insecure attachment, indifferent attachment, all these attachment styles that you get from your primary caregiver that you grow up and carry into your adult life. So the primary caregiver you're like a, a block of, you're, you're, you're some water, and the primary caregiver is a life tray. And your little spirit gets poured into a life tray. It hardens as you grow up. Then you take that life tray experience, little, your little life cube. Somebody, somebody quote this. They're going to they gonna, they gonna come listen to KBLA, and then they're going to say it. And it's going to sound like they made it. Your primary caregiver pours you into your life tray, <laughs> right? Reactive attachment disorder, exactly. Pours you into your life tray. You harden, conditioned, right? You grow up and you take this little life blueprint, this attachment blueprint into your adult life. And instead of seeing relationship as a mirror, so, hey, this is reflecting something back to me that I need to deal with. No, I'm a point at you and say you're the problem because you didn't protect the identity that hardened within the life tray. Because I am the attachment that I have. Oh, the attachment style that I have. I am that. Oh, God. Whew. So let's just do a soft life. <laughs> Does living a soft life mean you can't be strong? Is the soft life black women's way of saying this is a rebellion against being called a strong black woman? We tired of being strong and black. We want to be soft. Our sister saying that by saying let's live this soft life. The question now is can you live a soft life? In all aspects of relating, family, business, intimate relationships. Just a couple years ago, I heard sisters saying, <laughs> I'm not your mama. Talk to your mom. Let your, I'm not here to nurture. And we still hear to this day, love ain't enough. We hear that every day. Love don't pay the bills. I'm just saying. So you, do you see what social media tends to do to uh, very deep spiritual concepts? You know who talks about the soft life a lot? The number to dollar is 1-800-920-1580. We're talking about a real soft life. You know who talks about this a lot? Lao Tzu from the Tao. He says, this is the soft life right here. And this is going to require submission from you if you claim to live the soft life. Soft life don't mean easy. Watch this. Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. That's the soft life. Lao Tzu. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. Lao Tzu. Care about what other people think, and you will always be their prisoner, Lao Tzu. The truth is not always beautiful, 
nor beautiful words, the truth, Lao Tzu. See, I'm here to tell y'all the soft life in a spiritual context is really about acceptance. Acceptance of what is. Now, because we black and white thinkers and very linear in the way we process information. So you saying sit there and do nothing? No. I'm saying whatever is happening does not have to be internalized and incorporated into your identity. Being able to see and observe without judgment makes you pliable, flexible in the moment. Most people's past take over the present situation. That's your... <laughs> anything that is unhealed becomes the stenographer of the present moment. You know what? This reminds me of what happened when I was a child. And then, <laughs> then you respond. <laughs> or I should say react. Right? Soft life is really about the acceptance of what is. And accepting what is doesn't mean you can't make the, the, the now moment an ever-evolving moment. <sighs> Do you see how these people define the soft life? I want you to hear this. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. The soft life is a life of ease without requiring hard work, sacrifice. But you want to be a Christian. I know some of these soft life proponents are Christians. Christianity is built on sacrifice. <laughs> no Jesus sacrifice, no salvation. So you get to live a soft life with no hard work and no sacrifice or unpleasantness. <laughs> this is the world we live in. I keep trying to bring examples of America's toxicity. And this is yet another example. True or false? Internal acquisition slash triumphs. Trump external acquisition slash material things. Hear what I'm saying. Internal triumphs. Trump external acquisitions. So if I'm internally triumph uh, triumphant, over wounds, over hurt, over pain, over over disappointment, over anger, over communication issues. If I'm overcoming these things, then is that better than balling? Is that better than winning? Is that better than getting the bag? I was told by some spiritual masters that you came to this life to mature your spirit. That's the ultimate goal is to go like they, they these these spiritual masters said you picked your experiences handpicked in another realm. You chose the parents. You chose the experiences so you could grow up spiritually so you could evolve spiritually. Is that what <laughs> the phone lines are cracking down? People want to get in here now. The number to dial 1 800 920 This is interesting. Very interesting stuff. Let's get there right now. Lori from Silver Springs, Maryland. Jump in here and talk to us. 
Hello, Zoe. How are you this evening? Oh, Lord, I'm trying to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, I have to uh, echo some of what you said in my own Piscean way because, Uh-oh. you know, we love to escape. We love to escape, right, mm-hmm. in our minds and sometimes physically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about this false life, it sounds like a term I heard years ago called the life of Riley. Are we talking about a life of Riley except mm. these are black women living like the life of Riley? Mm. Is that what we're <laughs> is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Okay, Go just deeper. Asking. Tell them. Explain okay. the life no. of Riley. Give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. But anyway, back to this life of uh, leisure and pleasure and indulgence and Excess, maybe. I mean, yeah, that sounds that sounds nice sometimes. It's fantasy. I mean, who doesn't want that sometimes? Mm-hmm. But is that reality? Mm-hmm. It can be reality for a little while. It can be a great vacation. But uh, I just don't. I just don't think that's reality. And to touch a little bit on what you were saying about having to have struggles and and trials in one's life. Uh, I think that's what builds character. And, yes, you do need that to, to grow yourself up. And you you covered so many things. I don't want to be all over the place, but you covered a lot of ground. So that, that's my little two cents. But Let me say I this, can though. relate to the escape. Okay, sure. Let sure. me say this. I truly appreciate you calling in. Whether I covered okay. it or not, I appreciate you Calling in and sharing your perspective. You're more than welcome to do it anytime. Thanks again. You brought Silver Maryland into the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more from this powerful topic. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. The Voice of Reason, live on KBLA Talk 1580. Who you got? Mary J? Mary J was cold. Or Faith Evans. Mary J says, let's share my world. Faith Evans said, as soon as I get home. Which one you got? My playlist is my co-host. My co-host is my playlist. Hey, I've come full circle after having come forward. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. I keep trying to tell y'all the soft life is more about acceptance than it is about external accumulation. Again, how important is internal acceptance in our society? Acceptance of situations, circumstances, where we are at a particular space, mindset in life, fully means acknowledging the facts of a situation and not fixating on how it shouldn't or should be that way, right? This mindset moves us away uh, from judgment, judgment of ourselves, judgment of others, and allows us to break away from thoughts of guilt and unfairness. This is what 
acceptance does. But when you go into fantasy world and take a spiritual concept, listen, what, where, where is our Bruce Lee? In this culture, Bruce Lee, uh, in a different culture, said, be water, my friend. What he was saying, be formless. But you can't be formless if you have attachment issues, toxic attachment issues. I, somebody in the chat uh, was saying something about, oh, I, I won't do it. They are on the line right now. I'll let them come in and talk about it. First, let's get the caller on the line that was here the longest. Let's get Gail from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Gail, you're on the line. It's time to shine. Talk to me. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, I try to listen to your show as often as I can. But, you know, I'm a wife and mother. We have four kids. And um, it's just that I, I just feel kind of indifferent and dispassionate to this because as a person that lives in the world, like these Eastern philosophers, when these people that are from those people groups come to America, they're not here trying to teach that. They're making a foundation for their children. So... I feel like struggle in what sense of the word. Like, if you're talking economics, no. That's why, like, my husband, we run several businesses. He's out, like, we're we going to be damned if our kids going to have to live like how we had to live. Our parents moved into an upper-middle-class neighborhood, watched it get turned into a slum, had to run and stuff, trying to protect us from. Like, my husband told me, like, when he was coming up, they ain't, he didn't think he was going to make it to 21. And a bunch of his friends, he go back and try and look up people. And we're not super old. But those people are either dead or in jail. My my friend group, drugs, dead, um, pulled out. So, like, to an extent, they're going to have not my struggles. They're going to have different struggles. And one of the struggles ain't going to be financial. If that's the last thing we do before we leave this place. And it's so, not going to be that. Because... So Go ahead. So, Gail, walk with me here. Number one, those people that you, you you referenced, you know, they came here to build a foundation is what you said. And all of those philosophical ideas started from ancient peoples. And if you trace all of those philosophical ideas back, it's not race specific. It'll go back to us. When I say race specific, like, oh, it's not from the east. <laughs> you know, like Easterners or this or that. If you trace the genealogy of these people all the way back, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a black person who started all of this talk. It's going to be a black person. I, I call us everywhereans. We seeded every major culture in the world. Every philosophical idea about God, about philosophy, about science, we are the authors of that. So... I don't want you to diminish what they're saying because in your mind they come from a different place and have a different agenda and they very may well, you know, that may be true. Right. Uh, but just remember, I'm talking the idea. The idea was originally written and authored by my folk, your folk. And getting back to this idea in its purest sense, as opposed to how it's been bastardized in modern society is really the question that I'm asking. Of course, you should make sure that your kids don't struggle 100%. But you can have money and resources and still struggle internally. 
That's what I'm trying to get to. And if you, I know you're not raising your kids to have a soft life, meaning uh, no, no sacrifice, no struggles, no, no unpleasantness. I know you teaching your kids that you're going to have to go through some things if you want to achieve some things. Yes or no? The world works. But what I'm saying in a time of unparalleled wealth calcification, you can't. I don't want people to feel like you get so wrapped up in this that you forget about that. And then there's other people out there that will run a con game on you. Like, let's say you were you're not stupid or naive, though, because I know about your history, too. But let's say I tried to run a con game on you and say, I want you to teach all of this, but I'm going to keep all the money, though, and I'm going to send you out there this, that, and the third and just hand you some crumbs. You ain't going for that. And that's what I'm talking about. And you got to be up on that game, unfortunately. Like my husband always say, guard your heart. You got to guard your heart. Like, it took him a lot of years. We've been knowing each other since we was like 10. So we've known each other since forever. But... Like, guard your heart, like, dealing with women, dealing with men. It's only because he's known me so long, he knows, like, okay, well, I don't have to guard my heart from you. But if it was some other bitch or something he's dealing with or some woman, like, oh, oh no, you, uh, come on, Gail. You, know, you know you can't curse. Come on, Gail. Oh, I'm sorry, though. I forgot. Oh. I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> All right. Thank you, I'm Gail. Sorry. I appreciate it. trying to keep it real for my... <laughs> Dang it, Gail. Again, no judgment. Everybody is speaking from their level of consciousness and from their thought process. No judgment. You believe what you believe. I'm not here to convince you to believe something else. But even take that concept. Guard your heart. Let me tell you, that is smart from a certain level of consciousness. No disrespect to anybody, but that is sound advice from a certain level of consciousness. We live in a society that's so cutthroat, you got to guard your heart. So what she said wasn't bad advice, but nobody starts at the level of consciousness that the idea makes sense at. Ask this question. Why do we live in a society where you have to guard your heart? <laughs> when was the last time somebody asked that? What's wrong with our society and the way we relate that if you come in heart unguarded, you in trouble? See, that is good advice. At a certain level. Just like at a certain level. You know what else is good advice? Don't give it up unless you get something. That's good advice at a certain level. Can we question the level? I know you want to call in. I want you to think deeper. Let's get off the, the surface. This is why people say it right now. Yes, wealth calcification makes people say, you know what? I can't give it up unless I get something. Now we're getting somewhere. But you can't. Come on, y'all. We got to go deeper. The soft life. A lot of black women are into this. But does it require submission? When I come forward, I'm talking to some folks in Las Vegas. And, of course, I'm going to Michigan. The phone lines are open. 1-800-920-1580. I'll see y'all in 2.2. But I'm telling you right now. No cursing.
Is it good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building. Who do you have? Faith Evans or Mary J? I would think many people have Mary J ahead of Faith. But I would say you're making a grave mistake. To me, Faith is as good or a better singer than Mary. I love Mary's energy and her vibe and her spirit and her swag. And Mary's amazing. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I do believe that they are much closer than many people think. You understand? Woo! This is a good one tonight. You know my playlist is my co-host. My co-host is my playlist. I got phone lines lit tonight. People want to talk about it. People want to get into it. Listen, society has hardened you. So, of course, you don't respect softness, suppleness. Bruce Lee told you about being pliable, flexible. Oh, but soft is weak. Okay. All right. Let's not in the spiritual context. It isn't. All right. Let's get it done. Who's on the longest? Okay. DeMarco, Las Vegas. Get in here, brother. DeMarco, let me talk to you. DeMarco, you on the line? All right. All right. Um, No, I was just going to say... Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, bro. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as a soft life if you're here focused on your purpose. Um, I say life is a lot like uh, like exercising. No matter what level you're at, you're always going to feel the resistance if you're trying to improve or if you're trying to overcome your hurdles. And it doesn't matter how long you've been exercising. It still taxes your body. It still taxes your spirit. It's still something for you to overcome. So if you're looking for a soft life, if you're looking for it to be permanently over with, then you're not living life and you're just pushing off the work that you have to do. Mm, that's heavy. That's heavy. Come on, DeMarco, hit him out the park then. If you call in to hit him out the park, that's how you do it. Do you got another bomb on you? Drop another one. No, no, that's that's that's, that's no, that's that's pretty much it. I he mean, said, that's all I you got push for it you. off just like being <laughs> Hey, just like being lazy. If you don't exercise, then you're going to deal with another hurdle. You're going to deal with that heart disease. You're going to deal with that diabetes. So even though it might feel like you're not doing any work, you're still creating more work for yourself and another hurdle to overcome. So, Absolutely. Brother, I appreciate you for holding on the line. Thank you so much for calling. You brought Las Vegas in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call 1-800-920-1580. Join the Voice of Reason discussion. Thank you, brother. 
right, he's gone. He's gone. Let's get to Heru Ali. Heru Ali, it's your turn to chime in, brother from Michigan. Let's talk. Peace and love to the family of nation as always, though. Honest. Listen, I heard a quote that says, uh, soft men create hard times. Hard times create hard men. Hard men create easy times, and it recycles. I always say when you have your why, you can endure the how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We grew up, we're we 70s babies. Yes. You know, fatherless, you know what I'm saying? Last that grew up with the, the village concept <laughs> from from neighbor to neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Whether you did it or not, you, you get a spanking and the phone call was made and, and they finished it off and, and then ask questions later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, ain't, ain't no such thing. Well, when you work hard, when, when we grew up, how we grew up, we wanted our so kids wait, to, so wait. to have it easier. Go ahead. Heru, you know, I always get you at the end. So hold tight. I want to carry you forward because you're cooking. When we come forward, we're going back to Michigan like always. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. I told you it was closer than you thought. Hey, hey. Faith Evans, you use to love me. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is on fire tonight. My homeboy Heru Ali is on the line. Heru, talk to us, man. Listen, we left off. Oh, that's so fire. Oh, that's so fire. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry for that. Listen. Again, um, we talked about having the why and enduring the how. Um, I, I truly believe that we're born spiritually pure, but we're indoctrinated and so-called educated to be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the ways, or the hard ways, when it was hard, pre, pre-segregation, integration, which suggests that we have a cross-cultural understanding and appreciation for uh, our cultures. That absolutely could have have worked, but that was never the intention. How are you going to force your way into somebody's house or into the camp of the conquerors? I'm just asking. And, and you and listen, you bring up a great point. And I appreciate, because what I'm always going to get from you is who we are now. And who we are now is a representative 
of what we were molded into. And that's what I appreciate about Heru Ali. Heru, thank you for calling, man. Thank you for slapping us upside the dome piece. But I got something for you to think about offline. Yes, sir. Here we go. What Heru is talking about is 100% correct. Are you going to drop the call, sir? Uh, we, we're, we're done with Heru. Can you, thank you. We appreciate it. So, uh, let's do this. Heru brings up a strong point. I say what Heru is representing in my perspective is the conditioning of how we had to be in order to survive. We had to be hardened. We had to be toughened up. Right? Because we're living behind enemy lines. This is why I agree with what Heru is saying. But in spiritual context, this is where it gets a bit dicey. Because at some point, you have to transcend your conditioning. And even men got to become soft. Now, when we say soft, know the difference. All right? We're not talking about soft in the hood context, soft in the ghetto context. We're talking about soft in a spiritual context, which is in alignment with the great Bruce Lee when he said, be water, be formless. I'm going to go even deeper when we come forward. I got so much to share. We've got a lot to talk about. The Voice of Reason is on fire tonight. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. 16th, while supplies last. Plus, Prime members save an extra 10%. Promotion varies by location type. See terms and exclusions on our app. Hey, yo, don't let nobody else up in this booth. Excuse me. Now that I have your attention, may I ask you this question? What image comes to mind when you hear the word homeless? Do you believe it to be solely a big city urban problem? A problem that only affects cities like Los Angeles and New York that have been inundated with panhandlers and tent encampments? What causes one to become houseless? And what strategies should be implemented to assist in helping people achieve and maintain housing stability? And do you believe having access to affordable housing should be a right in this country? Well, you've come to the right place. You're listening to LA's all new progressive talk radio station of the people, by the people, for the people. It's KBLA Talk 1580, and we've got you covered around the clock. Racism. We don't hate white people, we hate the oppressors, whether he be white, black, brown, or yellow. We got you. Miseducation, we got you. Gun violence, we have you covered. If you're afraid of socialism, you're afraid of yourself. A black owned and operated, evidence based alternative radio station for progressive, open minded people like you and me. Welcome home, L.A. We're all in this together. It's KBLA Talk 1580, broadcasting from the heart of L.A.'s Lamert Park. We've got a lot to talk about. You can't do it unless you believe that you can do it.
Come on, man. Classic Mary J. But I'm telling you, Mary J and Faith are closer than you think in terms of record. Now, I will say Mary J has a stronger body of work, a more extensive body of work. But if they did a versus, I do believe Faith could put together 20 slappers. I I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe. Maybe because I'm a fan of Faith. I like Faith's work. But I do believe that would be a powerful versus. Has Mary already had a versus? Did Mary go against somebody? Is versus still a thing? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second hour of The Voice of Reason. We have an amazing topic tonight. There is a movement going all over the internet called the soft life. Now, (laughs) women are opting to the soft life. Now, on the surface, it feels like the soft life is, oh, you about to be nurturing and sweet again? No. (laughs) But then you read the definition and you go, what in the Sam hell is that? (laughs) Right? Soft life. Right. As described by Urban Dictionary, the soft life is a life of ease without requiring hard work, sacrifice and or unpleasantness. It is it is important to understand that the uh, uh, that this social movement is less about wealth and more about fair access to a standardized good quality of living. I'm confused. That's what they wrote. As of June 30th, 2021, here's the thing. This is why I say it's very dangerous because people are born parrots, right? They're learning how to mimic what sounds right to them without any work. The work requires you to go study both internally and externally so you can vet out certain ideas. But in the age of social media, everybody is a quote shopper. A jewel shopper. We're we're shopping for jewels. Somebody said something that rang my bell. I like that. And then we take that and then we parrot it. But I want you to go deeper into the meaning. That brother Heru hit on something so powerful in the last hour. We were talking about the conditioning of hardness. You have to be conditioned to be hard in this society. Sisters have been conditioned to be hard. They got to be if they're going to survive. Not only our community, but the community of corporate America, the community of winning. You got to be hard. Ask, Ask a Fortune 500 sister. I know a few and they all got the same problem. Right. It's hard for them to turn off that inner CEO and they will tell you they can't be weak in in the boardroom. So we're conditioned to be hard. But how do you reconcile the spiritual concept? A tree that is unbending is easily broken. In other words, rigidity causes you to be fragile. Your relationships are fragile when your belief systems are rigid and inflexible. A tree that is unbending is easily broken, Lao Tzu. How, how does the black man of, hey, hey, I'm hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm hard. 
How, how, how do you reconcile you being hard with this philosophical concept? Somebody told you soft was weak. But according to the Taoist, it is the soft water that erodes the rock. The rock can't win against the trickle of water. I know, I know a lot of brothers ain't never thought this way before. See, the real war, the real battle is within. See, it's easy to be like, this is how it's going to be. Because it's easy for you to impress upon others and project onto others than it is for you to go inside and say, nah, <laughs> this hard stuff is a facade. I'm going to say most dudes you meet is a cra are crabs. Most dudes you meet are crabs. What do I mean by most dudes you meet? Uh, hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Most dudes you meet are, are crabs. They project hardness. But on the inside, clarified butter. <laughs> on the inside, whipped cream. You could tell they whipped based on how they act when women leave. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, wanna still want to live a soft life? See, for a lot of men, your wallet make your life soft. For a lot of women, your beauty and your booty make your life soft. But the reality of it is you're supposed to go inside and become soft from within with no expectations that other people are supposed to be soft. We live in a society that's predicated on fear. I know, I know. Fear dominates and runs everything. Fear is the CEO of this life. And this is why everybody got demands. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, man. What's my time? Because I got to keep my eye on it. Oh, I got one minute. I want to bring on Bowman. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to carry Bowman forward and then... We're going to get to Bowman. We're going to go to Oakland. We got a call. But before I go, a man is born gentle and weak. And, and at his death, he is hard and stiff. All things, including the grass and trees, are soft and pliable in life. Dry and brittle in death. Lao Tzu. A lot of people don't understand. This is the depth that I'm trying to bring to you. The Voice of Reason is on fire tonight. If you want to call in, 1-800-920-1580. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk than you think do you think this would have been a bigger hit if Mary J sang it I don't think so well maybe 
as a former A&R, maybe. I gotta be honest. If Mary J sang this, it probably would have been bigger. But why do you think Faith? This is an amazing record right here. Diddy? Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is on fire tonight. My little mini verses is between Faith Evans, that was You Gets No Love, and Mary J. Blige. Very similar artist. Uh, you know, of course, Mary J. has had the more iconic uh, career. But I believe that a versus between these two beautiful sisters are, I mean, is closer than we think. I know the overwhelming majority of people will lean towards Mary J in terms of who would win it. But I think it's, it's a pretty close battle. Uh, tonight's topic, man, we hitting on all sing, uh, cylinders here. Is a life without struggle worth living? I.e., the soft life. I was reading a quote by Lao Tzu, and then I'm going to go to my callers. A man is born gentle and weak. At his death, he is hard and stiff. All things, including the grass and trees, are soft and pliable in life, dry and brittle in death. Stiffness is thus a companion of death, flexibility a companion of life. Any army that cannot yield will be defeated. A tree that cannot bend will crack in the wind. The hard and the stiff will be broken. The soft and the supple shall prevail. These are spiritual concepts that have no place in today's society. None. You see what this soft life definition is? I don't want no struggle. I want everything to be easy. I don't want any challenge. Challenge is the conduit to growth. Failure is the conduit to growth. Struggles, adversity, conduits to growth. When did it stop being that? Just because somebody posted some champagne glasses on a yacht and said, I'm living a soft life, it turns into a cultural movement. Yes, there's a wealth gap. And this is why people use uh, social media as a form of escapism. You got to fight in order to evolve. That's that, what Buddha said 5,000 years ago. And yes, Buddha was a brother. Do the research. Buddha was a brother. Do your research. Renoko Rashidi, the ancient African presence in Asia. Do your research. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get to the phone lines. It's, it's going. Bowman from Grand Prairie, Texas. Let's talk. Hey, Zo, what's up? I'm not coming down on the women, but I do want to bring this point to the forefront. Um, a huge reason why women have given their minds over to a quote-unquote soft life is because their mind has been shaped to align their rite of passage with the bombardment of materialism and other things that people have and what they can get out of people. It's about give me, give me, give me. And I don't want to, you know, be mean with the topic only to those who it applies to. But a lot of people have 
this thing where they covet what others have and they don't want to put any effort toward getting whatever they're supposed to get out of this life, brother, unfortunately. Brother Bowman, I couldn't agree with you more, but I feel like brothers are equally culpable. See, people say, oh, Zo cape for women. No, I cape for balance. I cape for bi-directionality. Bi-directionality mm -hmm. means both ways. Listen, you, you can't denigrate the sister for getting what she can get out of this transactional society when there are brothers willing to give it to them. There are brothers right, out there that are self-proclaimed tricks. Now you tell me who's more at fault, the trick or the person that's receiving the treats, the trick or the treat. <laughs> the trick is the worst one. But I wanted to say that this is what empowers men to uh, build stronger families because the woman is going to challenge him, his manhood, so that he's going to be able to question himself if he has the uh, talents to be able to do things as far as upholding a family. And that's why women are special in that regard because some of the things that they lack, a man is supposed to make up for and vice versa. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Bowman, as always, man, I appreciate you calling. Nothing but love. Call in anytime you want to bring your city in the building. All you got to do is dial 1-800-920-1580. Bowman brought Grand Prairie, Texas. Where are you calling from? 1-800-920-1580. We got Sean from Oakland. Sean, talk to me, man. Hey, brother. So my thing here is, um, you know, where I grew up, when I'm listening to this conversation, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I've already told you a bunch of times, and I'll keep telling you when we talk, you know, I've made a million mistakes, and I've done a lot of different things. And then life, the one thing you can uh, say is predictable, it's unpredictable. You know, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, um, but he's the most amazing human being that I've ever been around, but my son who is, has autism. So I had to deal with something. But I'll tell you what, because I have to give a shout to my Bay Area peeps, Oak Town, California, baby, the great migration from the south. We're talking from Arkansas, Texas, all the way to Oakland back in the day. You know what that did? It gave them experiences. They already had the worst experiences of our life uh, with Jim Crow and all that. Then they came out here to the Bay Area. And I'll tell you what, I'm 55, so... These cats about my age and a little bit older, they know what I'm talking about because you had that Southern influence in not so much a good way, but also a good way with their family saying, hey, come on out and make a new life for yourself. And you know what they did? What you said. Struggled. And they also had to put up with crap. And so I didn't have to put up with that crap being a white guy born and raised here in the Bay Area. But what I did do is learn from my brothers and sisters around me. And a lot more white people need to learn from people that had to go through a bigger struggle than you had to go through. And that made me tough. That made me hard. You know what that hard is? I have the biggest heart in the world. I'll do anything for anybody. But I'll tell you what, I, I will not sit there and do a phony thing, a phony macho thing. <laughs> I love all my brothers and sisters. And so if you come to me and need something, I'm there for you. So that's what I wanted to say. 
Hey, brother, always out into McCovey Cove. We appreciate you, man. Sean from Town Business, Oakland. Call in anytime. Once again, if you want to bring your city into the building, all you got to do is call 1-800-920-1580. The Voice of Reason is a non-judgmental platform. You get to call in and share your thoughts. I may or may not agree, but I will never condemn you for having your thoughts. Soft from the etymological root. Hmm, Old English. Very interesting. Sefty. Gentle. Mild-mannered. Easeful. Comfortable. Calm. Gets deeper. Under Undisturbed. Luxurious. From West Germanic. Uh, Samfti. From Proto-Germanic. Samfti jazz. Level. Even. Smooth, gentle, soft. We, we, we're going there. It's getting deeper. Agreeable. Huh. Interesting. Not stiff. Not coarse. Fine. Yielding to weight. Huh. Wind, rain, quiet, not loud. I, I need you guys to understand the origin of the words and what it's saying. You can't be calm without acceptance. You can't be at peace without quiet. What are you saying, so not you can't be at peace without acceptance. You can't be at uh, uh, you can't have ex- uh, calm without acceptance. What I meant to say is most people seek peace. See, they say, I want, uh, not, not peace, excuse me, I'm saying it wrong. I don't know why I keep messing it up. Most people want quiet. That's what I'm trying to say. Peace and acceptance are synonymous. Quiet is just stop that noise. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> quiet is a type of avoidance. But when you get to a space of peace, There is acceptance. Have you ever been able to tune out sounds? You could be in a noisy place and tune it out. Well, you can't get to that level of focus, right? Until you accept the sound. See, people, where's the off switch? See, the off switch is convenient. Sometimes in a breakup, the breakup is an off switch. Because if you stayed there and did the work and tried to figure you out as opposed to blaming your partner. Nah, the off switch is like a reset button. This is why I say most people will prefer quiet over peace. Peace is a state of consciousness that is developed. And I'm going to say it again. Acceptance doesn't mean listen to me acceptance doesn't mean this stuff has to stay the same acceptance means this is the way it is in this moment and in this moment you know what i'm gonna do yes to be at peace with the chaos yes what is chaos but uncertainty 
to be at peace with the uncertainty. This is why so many people are anxious in their relationships. Why? Because they're dating a future outcome. I need this thing to be what I signed up for. <laughs> and we're in the process of delivering me what I signed. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm in the process of getting what I signed up for. That's where anxiety comes from. That's where fear comes. You know what? This is starting to feel like the last situation. <laughs> yes. Be at peace with the chaos. Be at peace with uncertainty. Not quiet. Quiet can be translated. Here you go. I'm going to ignore that. Right? To ignore what needs to be worked on is a type of quiet. <laughs> Acceptance is, this is what it is right now. This is why there's so many toxic brothers out there. Society is toxic. So brother's way of relating is, let me ball out so I can have control in every aspect of my life. Especially relationships. Tell me I'm lying. Let me ball out so I can act out. So I can have ultimate control. That's many brothers. That's not all brothers. But that's many brothers. The flip side is the sisters. I don't need him. I could do it myself. Because I'm not going to be subject to his rules. But in doing it yourself and playing the same game that made him something... You start to lose something in yourself. Don't act like you can interface with this toxic society and not have any corrosion on your soul, sister. <laughs> you think the society that made men's life shorter than women is not going to have the same kind of effect on your life? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live the soft life. That's not how this works. Here we go. Beverly from South L.A. Let's get Beverly in here. Beverly, what in the Sam hell is going on? Talk to me, sister. Sir, I think you you are so wise. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I study history, too. And know what I know? Black people were in China, oh, Ukraine, all over the world. We were rulers. And these white people usurp our knowledge. So what happened in the dark ages? What was dark before they got enlightened? When they conquered the world, they took everybody, everybody's knowledge all over the world? Of course. <laughs> they took everything. And it's over. Yes, Listen, sir. they took everything. Let's just, that's just what conquering is. You, you incorporate a culture that you've conquered, you you look at what their beliefs are, their religious beliefs are, you study them, you quiet down. Uh, uh, here's a perfect example. When the Spanish got to America, or to the Americas, I should say, they burned all of those Native American books. Or when we say Native American, we have to be very careful with the terminology, right? Because... Wouldn't a Native American be somebody in Mexico, too? Because that's America. So you have to be careful with the terminology, right? But again, they had their own cultural belief systems. They had their own structure. And what happened? 
they came in and burnt all of their books and taught them Christianity. <laughs> well, at the same sir, time. You, sir, you're right on. And you know what's so sad, Mr. Williams? These, these so-called so, superior Beverly, one, one second. Do me a favor. So hang on. I got to move forward, but I want to carry you with me. I want to continue talking to you. I love this call already. We're going to go back to Beverly in South L.A. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Charmin. More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Mary J. This is definitely one of Mary's classics. Her, Lil Kim, Lord have mercy. This is a banger. But is it better than some of Faith's bangers? I believe this is an evenly matched. Well, make, okay, let's do it this way. Mary J would be Mayweather. And I would say, what was a tough fight? Let's, I, I don't want to say the kid from Brooklyn. Who's the kid from Brooklyn that Floyd fought? Zab Judah. Faith might be Zab. I don't know. I think it's closer than a lot of people think. Between Mary and Faith. But this is a fire record. Let me get back to my sister here in Los Angeles. Because we're having a great topic tonight about the soft life. It is an actual movement where people are. And is it such a bad idea to divest from hard times? I mean, people say they don't want no more hard times. They want to live the soft life. But what comes along with it? How do you cultivate the soft soft life? Beverly from South Los Angeles, talk to us. Yes, Mr. Williams. You are you are just telling the utmost truth. I don't know how to articulate it in such a, a short amount of time, but you're absolutely right. What was the dark ages? When did they become when was the Renaissance? When they conquered the world? When they learned all the language of all the knowledge from the people they conquered? There were civilizations, you know, in China, they had black kingdoms. They had black kingdoms all over the world. You know, and they usurped all of our knowledge. Sir? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to you, sister. Hello? And the final thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It, it breaks my heart, Mr. Williams, because we're going through all of this. And now... I'm, they think they're so superior, and now the world, we're going, the whole world is going out of existence because of what they did. The planet is on, it's in a death spiral. Well, you, you, let me just tell you, I appreciate the call, and I thank you so much for sharing your insights. You're more than welcome to call in anytime, sister. But we got to get to this topic. And wrap it up. 
Listen, I want you guys to hear this quote. Who said the struggle you're in today is is developing the strength you need for tomorrow? That's a that's a quote from Robert, too. Right. Who said the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow? I believe it is. I believe what you go through and I mean, go through without the residue. What is the residue? The psychological residue, resentment. Unforgiveness. Right. Anger disappointment dissatisfaction these that that's the residue right i believe if you can get through something and be able to get that residue off you because you're gonna get a little there's no absolute some of that residue gonna be on you but part of your task of growing up spiritually is to be able to get the residue off of you and when you get it off of you you'll see That the way you perceive things, right, the way you look at things will no longer be through the lens of what you've been through. It'll be through the clear, transparent lens of the now. Most people are looking at life through the lens of yester wounds, yeah yester wounds (laughs) trauma colored goggles i know people yester wounds that's right wounds from yesterday trauma colored goggles disappointment colored goggles and that's just what it is men We got a lot of work to do if we want to live a stress-free life. If the soft life is about living a stress-free life, here's some tips on how to live a stress-free life. Physical activity, exercise, working out, having a healthy diet, right? Get off your phone and social media so you won't be... uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so you won't be uh, addicted to whatever social media is saying is the next cool idea we should all follow, right? Take care of yourself. Eat right. Vegetables, right? Do Practice self-empathy. You guys already understand I don't use the word care. So, so practice self-empathy, right? Spend some time with quality people family and or friends that elevate your level of consciousness do you understand if you want to live a stress-free life but in order to create a stress-free life you're gonna have to go through the crucible that's all it is when we come forward zoe williams the voice of reason will go back to the phone lines hey if you want to bring your city in the building all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 we on fire tonight the reasons that we're here the reasons that we fear our feelings won't disappear disappear you're listening to the voice of reason with zoe williams on kbla talk 1580 
know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Kissing you. Faith Evans and Babyface together, man. Woo! Isn't compromise a form of the soft life? Being flexible and pliable in relationships? Isn't that soft life material? We live in a backwards world, man. The definition of soft life that everybody is aspiring to be a part of is an expensive lifestyle that requires no worry or stress, but uh, spending and looking good. And (laughs) did you see Drake is living the soft life? Listen, I need you to understand something. Hardship, adversity and even failure can lead to bigger successes If you show courage, perseverance, and work to reach your dreams. Please understand, when you fail, how you know you're meant for your purpose is how you get up. How you respond to the failure. Look at Kobe Bryant in the playoffs with the Lakers as a youngster. Put up not one air ball, but four air balls in a row. And they got sent home by the Utah Jazz. Those air balls empowered Kobe. Do you understand? Adversity, right, enriches your life. And he kept shooting. And then he developed a philosophy that says, if you don't work as hard as me, you don't deserve a pass from me. Nobody gives that kid the credit he deserves for the work ethic he put down. Well, the players do. You got people who lived in the same world as Kobe Bryant that want to live a a soft lifestyle. Look at Michael Jackson. Do you know the blueprint of Michael Jackson is now on YouTube for free? What are you saying, Zo? You can go on YouTube right now and Google, uh, uh, let's say, uh, Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal Tracks. And there's a white guy, no disrespect, there's a white guy on there who's blown away by Michael's magic sauce as as, as a vocal coach. 
But really, that's material that should have been a master class taught by Michael Jackson. You want to know how to sing? You want to know how to build a record? But it's on YouTube for free. That's his magic sauce, how he layered his vocals, how, how they build a, a, a stage for him, to, for his snaps and stomping. And it's the whole blueprint for how to do it. And it's free. That's no different than breaking into a tomb in Egypt and saying, hey, let's put this in a museum. Do you understand what I'm saying? You want to see work ethic. Look at how Mike put the song together. Look at the level of perfectionism he had wrapped around crafting records. This stuff wasn't easy for him to do. But there is a random vocal coach, and I'm not saying he's the only one, but there is a random vocal coach making money off of Michael Jackson's sauce. Mike worked hard to get to that level. He competed against the best. Prince, Stevie Wonder, he wanted to be the absolute greatest of all time. He put work in to do that. And then he reached heights no one has ever reached before. So this whole soft life philosophy, especially as it pertains to relationship, to me is nonsensical. I'm being told I got to go forward. When I come forward, Zoe Williams is going to continue to hit you over the head because this is important. This is what our kids are listening to right now. They're aspiring to have a soft life. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 9220. More of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, I'm going to have to give this one to Mary. <laughs> This one ain't close. <laughs> hey. Well, nah, this one ain't close. Even though this is a remake, Roy Ayers, this is a remake. Mary J. Woo! She owned this one. This is this is cold. Ladies and gentlemen, The Voice of Reason is live again here on KBLA Talk 1580. We're having a great conversation. Yes, difficulties uh, can actually teach you resilience. But resilience is a type of acceptance. And acceptance is connected to softness. Remember, Carl Jung, what you resist persists. So again... Acceptance is a type of softness, right? Resilience is not hard. Resilience is flow. Resilience is acceptance. And I know it means something different, but I'm, I'm trying to recontextualize it because, again, as the great Krishnamurti said, he said, language uses us. We don't use language. Language uses us. We get the words mixed up because they're symbols. The word is not the reality. And I'm here to tell you, resilience is a type of softness. Because resilience is, 
I can weather this. Weathering doesn't mean I, I have to fight it. It means I can get calm. As a matter of fact, when you hear what was the young brother uh, who fought Floyd for his 50th fight? The young brother. What was his name? The last fight. Uh, Andre Berto. Watch what I'm saying. Andre Berto. There's a video of Andre Berto explaining Floyd in the ring. Got like four or five million hit, uh, views. He's explaining. He's, he, he's patience. He's calm. He's composed. That's that's what uh, the Irishman said. He's so composed. He, I thought he would be rattled. He's so composed. When you hear Berto talking about, it, he said, he, "You see, you hear him taking breaths because <sighs> he's at peace in the ring. He's comfortable in the ring. Yet he's resilient. I'm I'm trying to teach y'all to be resilient is a type of softness, and a lot of people don't know." understand how to do that in life most people are conditioned to get something use people to get something uh uh, uh work hard let me get some and they, externally but the real work is internal right struggle is necessary for happiness man <laughs> come on man do you know why michael jackson it made Thriller the way Thriller was. Do you know why? His his instinct was this. I made the biggest black record in history with Off the Wall. And didn't get <laughs> album of the year. He got dissed by the system, by the industry itself. A diss sent Mike back in the studio Right. A failure. He got snubbed. I think he won like R&B, R&B album of the year or something crazy. When that was the album that saved the music industry. He got dissed. The Grammys was meh. The Bee Gees or somebody won album of the year. Neil Sedaka or somebody. Somebody, somebody other than Michael Jackson off the wall. That sent him in the studio. And he sharpened his blade. And came out with Thriller. He said, I'm going to make an album so successful that it, it can't be ignored. Listen, failure taught the great Michael Jackson. In 87, after the bad album sold 22 million records and didn't even win video of the year, Paula Abdul won. Her dancing with a cat. This is the iconic lean video. They had Michael Jackson perform, and he thought he was going to get an award. Nope. You know what Michael said? No more performing for me unless there's an award attached to my appearance. Listen, man. It's real talk. This is a real life. You got to work for it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just started the conversation. You can finish it. Up next, news. The homeboy Danny Morrison is back in the building along with Robin. It's going to keep the fire lit. Students and teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms today? Join at thinkitup.org. 
Okay. If you're not listening to Tavis Smiley weekday mornings on KBLA Talk 1580, you're missing out. Everybody wants to talk to Tavis. That's one reason, by the way, why I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you today. The three people I always most hoped would interview me were Phil Donahue, Studs Turkle, and Tavis Smiley. Donahue's retired, Turkle's deceased, so this is a real thrill for me. And the reason why I have such respect for what you do is you have a historically informed conversation of depth and detail. Be sure to tune in to Tavis Smiley, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. to 12 noon, on your unapologetically progressive radio station, KBLA Talk 1580. Push the needle, I'm walking tall Cause I know that y'all expect me to lead To push the message, I am willing to bleed I gotta get what I need That's social reform, that's prison reform I'm highly informed, don't put down a pen I got a list, I can't resist I preach it till I talk with a list And who you know gon' give it to you like this And here on KBLA yeah. Talk, 1580, yeah. we gon' get it. We gon' get it The whole it. world don't smile, they out of your media hey. The hey. others tell it, but they truths have some limits, got some limits We got that fool for soul, now what hey. they feeding you Black lives matter all the time Yeah, let's talk about it School to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk about hey. it. Hey. Ooh, back in the saddle again. Wow. Yeah, man, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show. The whole nine of the nighttime right at nine. Listen, there's no way I could step into the studio tonight without giving love to each and every one of you that reached out to check on me and or pray for me while I was working my way back to optimal health. Having no voice and not feeling like myself for a few days was extremely frustrating, trust me. But the text messages, emails, and DMs from you all made the journey so much easier. So I want to formally thank anyone that reached out to check on your boy over the past few days and just know that I thanked God every single night for having you all in my life. Real talk. Thank God bless all of you, and I thank you. But I'm back. Re-energized. Recharged. And while I was down, our American embarrassment was once again on repeat. You all probably noticed that our former error-in-chief, also known as Toupe Fiasco, unsurprisingly found himself in another controversy to add to his already embarrassing and mostly illegal list of atrocities that will continue to solidify his place in history as not only the worst president in the 246-year history of this country, but quite possibly the overall worst public figure to ever grace these American shores. 
And I know you're probably shocked to learn that this latest illegality is not only full of doublespeak, conjecture, contradictions, and full-on lies from the right-wing media-fueled MAGA crowd that are foolishly still taking their beat from the clown prince of the small-handed kingdom, but some of them are even willing to place themselves within the crosshairs of legal jeopardy in the process, leaving all common sense and rationale behind. The very definition of cultism. And tonight, I wanted to come in and share with you in step-by-step -step detail why I believe this may be the straw that finally breaks the camel's back. I know, you don't believe it to be true. For good reason. The boy done cried wolf too, wolf too many times, I know. But I'm here to report tonight that Trumpism is finally dying right before our very eyes. Let me explain. Now, let's not forget... While Trump is embroiled in the biggest controversy yet, which shows that he may have violated the Espionage Act, more on that in a second, in the same week, the criminal inquiries into his businesses are being combed through by none other than Letitia James, the Attorney General of the State of New York. She is the truth. Look her up. Let's also not forget that Trump was supposed to go and face questions before lawyers from James's office as part of the Attorney General's civil investigation into the Trump Organization's business practices. Their probe is looking into allegations of inflated financial statements from Trump's company, which has been ongoing for more than three years. But his ex-wife Ivana Trump sadly passed away on July 14th, who he used as the excuse not to show, and proceeded to bury her on the grounds of his own golf course. Weird. But after the dust settled... Trump actually showed up, and I'm sure you're already heard. Trump declined to answer any questions while in Manhattan from the New York AG. He reportedly pleaded the fifth more than 440 times. Yeah, you heard me, 440 times. That's interesting, huh? Why is it interesting? Because this is the same simple-minded man that has said this about pleading the fifth in the past. Listen. When you have your staff taking the Fifth Amendment, taking the Fifth so they're not prosecuted. When you have the man that set up the illegal server taking the Fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Fifth Amendment, Bob. The mob takes the Fifth. If you're we innocent, know. why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? We fifth know. Amendment, horrible, horrible. We he agree. pleaded the Fifth and that was the end. We never heard about him again. This is like Watergate. Only it's worse. We agree. Because here, our foreign enemies were in a position to hack our most sensitive national security secrets. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for mm. watching MSNBC. That, my friends, could be considered tonight's Trump lie number one. Well, perhaps that's simply one of his patented contradictions that his supporters are too ignorant to ever see. He does love the undereducated, doesn't he? But back on topic. Now, for the record, he never could stand Letitia James. Back in 2018, when she was running for AG, she vowed to be very aggressive with Donald Trump and to staying true to her word. And of course, Trump has consistently claimed that she has bias, she's a Democrat, and even called her a racist at one point, you know, because she's black. And as if black people can be racist. We won't get into that right now. But the bottom line is, she is looking into whether Trump inflated real estate values in New York to land tax breaks and loans. That case 
is to be continued, but his recent troubles are far worse in Manhattan. Think about this for a second. In the same week, while an ex-president was pleading the fifth in a case in Manhattan, the FBI was searching his home at Mar-a-Lago. This is corruption of the highest order. But Trump's espionage issues started way back in February. And let me explain to you how. Pull up a chair. You see, the U.S. National Archives and Records Administration, also known as NARA, told Congress that they had recovered 15 boxes of White House classified documents from Donald Trump's home. Red flag. That would then cause for the House Representatives Oversight Committee at the time to be like, nah, let's expand the investigation into Trump will thin skin's actions, shall we? They would then tell the archives, hey, we need more uh, information about these boxes. And this is where the newly official first lie from Donald Trump took place. Trump initially said that he was working with and cooperating with government agents and would agree to return certain records to the archives and never did. Trump lie number one was on record. So the search warrant was created. Merrick Garland's search warrant was at Mar-a-Lago after sitting on a warrant for weeks, he says. Revealed that 11 sets of classified records were seized from Trump's home, including some that were marked top secret that should only be available in special government facilities. Our former fake president is now being investigated for possible violations of the Espionage Act. Tied to the mishandling of national defense information or classified material. And two other laws were cited which were, quote, moving, destroying, or concealing records and obstruction of justice. Serious stuff? Now, I'm sure you're shocked to learn that Trump, his family, his staff, his state-run media friends on Fox News, Breitbart, and Newsmax, and his minions have been in overdrive trying to make as many excuses as they can to try to muddy the waters of reality around us, as usual, except this time, it's not working. As you might recall, Trump's first line of defense was that he never took the documents from the White House. He did. That was Trump lie number two. Then his follow-up line of defense was he didn't, never even took the documents and they were in no way classified. They were. That was Trump lie number three. Then he proceeded to say that if he did have classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, the FBI must have planted them. They obviously didn't. That was Trump lie number four. Then his next line of defense was, if they weren't planted and if they are there at Mar-a-Lago by my own doing, I declassified them all before I left the White House. As if he has unilateral authority on declassification. He didn't and he doesn't. That was Trump lie number five. And even had the nerve to say, even if I didn't declassify them. And they're there. You like my Trump impression, huh? You thought it was in the building now. It's not a problem because Barack Obama did the exact same thing. Not even close to true. For those unaware, the Obama administration's records were exclusively held and maintained by the National Archives of Records Administration, the federal agency confirmed this past Friday. Millions of unclassified documents were transferred after Obama left office to a NARA facility in Chicago, but neither Obama's personal foundation nor the facility set to house his presidential memorabilia have control over those papers. So that was Trump lie number six. 
And then he finally rested on, if the documents are there and they aren't declassified, it's all a hoax. Of course it's not. And of course he would say that. And that was Trump lie number seven. And he can feel the walls closing in on him right now. The Sunday news shows yesterday found his minions making all kinds of excuses for him. Well, he was in a rush, though. Y'all got to understand. He was in a rush. Keep in mind, the election results were still in flux. By the way, they weren't. He lost by 7 million votes, by the way. And he wasn't sure what day he was going to leave the White House. And the worst one, he's a pack rat. He had no idea what he was taking packing in those boxes. Nuclear codes. Nuclear secrets. Handled so frivolously, it's embarrassing. But careful. In the interest of time, I can't take you through every single hole that one can poke into Trump's already perforated defense. But I do say all that to say this, we have got to be careful. For the record, I believe the grifter and carnival barker is about to be indicted. Finally, it's coming. Now, one can make the case that there's no way he ever sees jail time. And I'm one of those people that believes that is the case, by the way. But I believe you're about to witness indictments, court cases, and appeals that will last for years. And the only thing that will come out of it is a financially ruined reality star that never gets within 100 miles of the Oval Office ever again. And for many, that's quite enough. But Trumple thin skin is desperate, though. And he's not one of those cats that wants to ride off into the sunset. As a matter of fact, his third national security advisor, John Bolton, even said... So to the New York Times just last week, he was quoted as saying, I quote, I had never heard of the standing order that Mr. Trump's office claimed to have in place. It is almost certainly a lie. I was never briefed on any such order, procedure, or policy when I came in. If he were to say something like that, you would have to memorialize that so that people would know it existed. When somebody begins to concoct lies like this, it shows a real level of desperation. Yeah, newsflash. Donald Trump is desperate and a habitual liar. A liar that takes to his failed social media experiment, Truth Social, to manufacture lies about law enforcement by doing their jobs. A liar whose same social media platform allows his supporters to locate the names and personal information of the FBI officers involved in the raid who now have increased security around themselves and their families. And a liar whose venom inspired small groups of brain-dead supporters to caravan outside a number of FBI offices across the country with one who tried to breach an FBI office in Ohio and was later killed by police in a shootout. Others who have threatened the federal judge who approved the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. Their threats even forced the judge's synagogue to cancel last Friday's service. And let's not forget the ones who planned the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, we have never seen anything like this before. We are in uncharted waters here in America. But I believe the only way that we can all come out of this somewhat stable is by continuing to stand up for the truth. Merrick Garland and his staff have done a great job and are doing a tremendous job thus far. And if Garland is brave enough to put his life on the line to stand up for democracy, we all must also be willing to reinforce his efforts by continuing to speak truth to power. 
The Honorable Cornell West once said, and I quote, there is a price to pay for speaking the truth. There is a bigger price for living a lie, end quote. And we can't let Trump's lies lie underneath the surface, shielded from criticism and scrutiny. We must let them lie out in the open and call them out for the entire world to see. Why? Because that's just me. Let's go. Let's go. Tell me what you think, L.A. Have you been paying attention to the happenings surrounding the raid at Mar-a-Lago? Shouldn't be calling it a raid. We'll get into that later, by the way. Were you surprised by it? Do you even care? What do you think will come of it? Also, where do you think we're headed? Will Donald Trump ever run again? I say no. What do you say? Will his base finally turn their backs on him? Or is there nothing anyone can do to change their mind on that guy? And lastly, are we entering dangerous times here? Some say we're already here. Are you surprised by the Republican Party embracing fascism and now open to attacking law enforcement? The Law and Order Party? Or is this simply further proof that democracy is officially on its way out? Holla at your boy. Your voice has changed. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus... Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, too. Plus, me and my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, all dressed to the nines. <laughs> we'll take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation tonight. Look, y'all know me. I can't stand that cat. Donald Trump is at the top of my list of most hated people. And I did say hate easily. Sorry, mama. She hates that word. I stand by it. But Trumpism is dying, though. And he knows it. Which is exactly why he's getting so desperate. And so my seven series tonight is seven pieces of proof that Trumpism is finally dying. But just because it may be dying, we still got to be careful out here. As much as we want him behind bars, there may be collateral damage in getting him there. I will explain. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show on Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbor.